Hi folks, Matt Peters here, and this is Since Last We Spoke, but more specifically, this is Cast Today, number 25. We're nearing the end of the project, but before we get out of here, I had to have one of my favorite guests, David Peters. That's right, my dad. You know him, you love him. Well, if you don't know him and love him, you will know and love him after this episode. It's a great one. Go back and listen to the other ones, too. It's a lot of fun. This one's more freeform, so we can just jump right in. Speaking of jumping right in, let's go. Hey folks, I'm here with my special guest on today's episode. Uh, he is a guest that you folks have demanded ever since last season. He is the one man, the legend, my dad, David Peters. Hey, Dad. Hey, 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 hey. How you doing? Good I'm, to see you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm love good. you. Love you. Love you. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> So um, this time around, I know in years past, we've really had a, a kind of a format of what we wanted to talk about. Yes. The first time that we got on the mic together it was about uh, me growing up as a nerd and uh, how fun that was. Yay. And last time we talked about Star Trek and that was a two-day event, so that was a lot of fun. Yay. Um, this time around, I, I kind of want to just pick your brain about a few different things. Okay. A lot of folks, and I, I keep this under my hat because of the folks that I associate with. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Who might be uh, kind of eager to take advantage of something like this, but yes. a lot of folks may not know that your day job is you are the traffic manager at yes. McCormick Place. Yes. Which is where C2E2 is held and many yes. other shows. Yes. So I'm sure you have a lot of different... Uh, Interesting stories about that that cannot make it to air, so we won't go <laughs> on that. Road. But there's there's one there's there's a few questions I want to ask you about the whole experience. Um, the first of which being, you know, as you see all these different congors moving in and out, uh, expecting certain things to go along with their con experience, is there any advice that you would give to the average congor uh, that they may not be aware of? Well, I, I think that. Um First of all, um, and it's, it's wonderful to be back on the air with my son. Uh, it's wonderful. Um, I get a chance to see him, y'all. How about that? Uh, but that's that's the <laughs> Yesterday does keep me a little occupied. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. Yes. Um, you know when you're, it's so funny because we as as human beings sometimes um, underestimate our ability to be a part of a convention um, in a very formal way which is to exhibit at uh, a thing like uh, C2E2 or Comic Con or things something like that um, but it's, it's it basically takes you to follow through on your dream and um, I was privileged enough to walk through C2E2 last year, uh, the day before C2E2 began. Oh wow! And um, it was it was a nice experience. Uh, my youngest, uh, Matt's brother Michael, was with me, and uh, we were picking up his credentials because, as you guys probably know, he's an artist, and so he was going to attend C2E2 uh, and had to pick up his credentials. And so we went early the day before it began as the setup was going on and we picked up the credentials and because I work at McCormick Place I have access to the hall ahead of time 
I can go in whenever I want and, you know, and for whatever reason I want. And so I just dragged my son with me <laughs> and said, hey, son, I want you to see what it looks like during the setup phase yeah. of a major convention. Because no one really gets a, a chance to see the setup phase, but people that exhibit or are part of the, uh, the exhibit space. And so uh, we walked the floor. Uh, he saw how the magic happened. And uh, it was very, very interesting. And, and we wandered uh, the long row of tables. I think it's called Artist Alley or yeah. something like that. Yeah, Artist Alley. Yes. And many of the artists were there setting up their pop-up booth, their pop-up material that they were going to have on the tables. Um, but the cool thing was is that it was us and the artists without having to... Um, you know, fight our way to yeah. a table. Yeah, it was really nice because um, there are not many. Pe- in fact, there's no one there except for the people that are going to exhibit, setting up their exhibit. And so he got a real chance to really talk to a number of people that do what he does and do what Matt does, and uh, and and got some nice tips. Saw their presentations. Saw some of the things that he kind of wanted to do himself and 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 wanted to because uh, because every artist in fact all of you guys out there and girls that are are into this you know obviously are producing your own product yeah and are looking for ways to get that product in front of people yes <clears throat> and so uh, when you look at it from that standpoint when you look at it from the setup standpoint and from the presentation standpoint, it's a very different experience. And so we got a chance to really see, um, you know, how other folks were presenting their artwork. He got some ideas about maybe postcards and other pluggers and handouts of his characters. Yeah. In addition to the to the business cards that he had and he produced, um, unfortunately produced and, and uh, that... That look really good with his characters on it as well. Have you seen his business cards? Oh, yeah. Cards? His okay. business cards do look really good. They're really nice. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, you know, you get sometimes maybe a few seconds to make an impression on people. And in that artist alley area, it literally, you got a few seconds to uh, grab someone's attention. And so he got some really good tips, and I did too, about how to present your product in a really professional and nice way. <clears throat> and you realize that um, you know sometimes it's it's just a little thing that piques somebody's interest. Yeah. Um, it's it's not always the slickly produced thing. It's not always you know the one who's got the most color. Uh, you know, in a product. Sometimes it's it's. I, I saw some characters of in a book that someone had on a table that looked very much like the Kirby's that Michael was drawing, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, that's true. And and to see that progression of, of work, um, you know, there were times where I told both of my sons to clean up their room uh, over life, but I never encouraged them to throw any of that out. Right. Because you, you do want to have the ability to look back and to see your own progress and some of them bought their their books from you know obviously years ago, and you could see the progression in the characters that they were portraying there, and that was nice. It was it was just nice to be able to 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 stroll 
a show floor and uh, you know I'm able to do that at McCoy Place all the time and I'm able to, I was able to do it during C2E2 and it was just nice that's really cool and it's interesting you mentioned that because I, I remember in the first couple of years from C2E2 press was able to go there mm. and get it a little bit earlier yes. as well take yes. photographs and that sort of thing yes but uh, the, the new uh, security force they had there kind of put the kibosh on that I don't know if it was a management decision I'm not asking but yes. it, just, it was one of those things that really helped press get the leg up yes. as far as having to uh, weed through the masses to get these pictures because yes. as you know and as everybody listening knows C2E2 this year was the most crowded it's ever been it was a massive crowd yeah. and um, it kind of overwhelmed us uh, and we were we were straining just to keep up with it I am thrilled that, and McCorn Place is thrilled that this show has is just exploded in terms of popularity and attendance. And it's not only because of the dollars, obviously the obvious dollars involved, more people, more money, more parking revenue, whatever. It, it really opens up McCorn Place to an entire group of folks that may not ever come through McCormick Place. That's true. That's you know, true. when, when I, I live only, I used to live about three blocks from McCormick Place. Yes. And people in my own building, when we would go downstairs, my wife and I, we'd come downstairs in the morning on the elevator, they would see my ID that said McCormick Place, David Peters on it, and they say, oh, what's McCormick Place? Uh. Now, this is three blocks away <laughs> from the largest convention facility <laughs> in North America. Wow. Three blocks away, and, and, and they would say, what is McCormick Place? And then, and, and then I would have to say, well, have you ever been to the auto show? They'd be like, oh, yeah, the auto show, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, McCormick Place is the largest uh, revenue producer of, of tax revenue in the entire state. It is, it is more things happen because of McCormick Place. More cab drivers get fares, more yeah. restaurants serve dinners, more flights come into the city, more hotel rooms are used than any other thing that happens in Chicago. Yeah. And so that's a great thing, but it also hosts a few hundred events a year in the widest of variety. Right. And uh, many folks that attend C2E2, I don't think maybe would ever choose to come into the buildings and see just what we can offer. Right. And I, I think that it's important. We have a... we. We have an, a uh, responsibility at McCormick Place to to be not only good stewards of the facility, but I also think we have a responsibility to the community to offer our facility for a the widest uh, variety of things we can host. I love when we have large shows, large medical shows. I love when we have large exhibit shows. But I also love when we have C2E2 or we have... Uh, the Nation of Islam, or we have... Or the Candy uh, Show. Or the Candy Show, yeah. or, <laughs> or or the myriad of things that we have in the buildings because we are, we're like a community center in a way. Yeah. And it's important, I think, to, to uh, remind ourselves as a facility that, yes, we do the major conventions, but we also are open to things like a C2E2. And uh, that gives us the, the broadest... Uh, um, you know, exposure 
to the widest variety of people in the city. For sure, for sure. I love, I love McCormick Place simply because, uh, well, not simply because, but it's it's clean. You know, when I, <laughs> when I think about Donald E. Stevens, you know, yes. and it's kind of apples to oranges in a way I understand, but that place is just so set in its ways. Yes. And things have always been a certain way at, at Donald E. Stevens where you go to Wizard World, you know what you're getting. Yes. But with C2E2, the staff is always... It's it's always uh, impressive. Yes. Uh, the the food options are impressive. You know. Yes. I had one of the best salads I've ever had at the at the at the commissary over there. I was surprised. Wow. wow. Yeah. Like it was really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 something that we try to focus on. Um, obviously, when you're when you've got four or five million people walking through your facility every year, um, you know you're going to have a hiccup every so often. But sure. For the most part. Um, all of us that work there, we take pride in our work product. Uh, we take pride in in representing the city, the entire city of Chicago. Yeah. And and you know the people that I supervise, uh, traffic aides, um, they're the first people that folks see when they enter the building. They're the last ones they interact with when they're leaving and going back home. And so the impression that we make is vital. Uh, not only to how McCormick Place is perceived, but how the city is perceived as well. Yeah, and it's uh, it's very important that uh, you know, and we take it seriously that we make folks feel like you know this is a a good place to come and they want to come back. So yeah, um, and it shows. And you know what? Yeah, I, I don't want to make it seem like it's a paid advertisement for McCormick Place. You know. There, <laughs> There are certain things that, you know, I, I did have a little bit of trouble with. You and I talked yes. a little bit uh, yes. around the time of the convention about uh, yes. an altercation that a young lady I know had with a, a guy who was uh, a little clingy, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, I didn't feel <laughs> that the uh, the security force, not McCormick staff with security, but yes. the outsourced security, I don't feel like they acted in the proper way that they should have to defuse the situation. Yes, and... and what, what we call show security that's hired by individual shows because uh, when, when an event organizer brings an event to McCoy Place they contractually get possession of a what they call a show floor, an oh. exhibit floor okay. and it's up to them the show organizer to employ and provide a, a, their own security force for their own show floor Gotcha. and so um we, we obviously have control of common areas and that kind of thing, but it's up to that event organizer to provide for the security and provide who is the security uh, on their exhibit floor. And so while we work with them, yes, and while we you know, uh, help them understand that maybe there are some companies that are more familiar with working in exhibit floor, sometimes there are um, decisions made to put folks that are less familiar with what we do, you know, and, and so it becomes a little more challenging. But in this day and age, obviously, with all that goes on, um, you know, all over the world, yeah. Um, anytime you have a, uh, a place where you've got 50 or 100,000 people under your roof at any one time, which is what happens during an event like C2E2, I think their attendance may have been north of 80,000 this year. Uh, anytime you've got that many people under one roof, um, it's it's a challenge. There's no doubt it's a challenge, and, and 
we're very uh, cognizant of that challenge. Yeah, and I, I, I do I do see that as well. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the medical staff. I going back to the to the good stuff. The medical staff is great too. They are. They're fantastic. Um, I work with them quite a bit almost every day, and, and they're top notch. Yeah, they're yeah. top notch. Mike had a situation. Uh, yes. Last year. Yes. Yes, he did. Uh, where he, he ended up hurting himself, and they got right on it. They didn't let him leave the premises without seeing somebody. Yes. They just wanted to be sure he was okay, and it showed. It showed. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it, it's a pretty cool place to work. It's very unique. Um, you know, as I said, we're the, we are the largest uh, convention facility in North America. I want to say, obviously, we're the best, and that's the way that we all feel about our, our place. But it's... Uh, it's just it's I, I think it's a privilege to be a part of um, that convention center, and uh, we're expanding. We're building a new hotel. It'll be completed later on this year. The Ooh. the uh, Marriott Marquis forty story uh, hotel, and then the Wind Trust Arena right across the street from my office, uh, where we've just finished that, and uh, we'll start seeing DePaul University use that for their games, and we'll start using it for events and concerts and things later this fall wow so we're 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 growing it's a wonderful thing uh it's great for the city and i i look forward to the challenge of dealing with all that comes with that that's gonna be interesting for sure <laughs> as from a parking perspective especially that's gonna be oh, interesting yeah. absolutely so last question about about the whole convention scene so yes. uh i understand that you're not a cosplayer but if you were to choose a character to portray at a comic convention what character would that be? <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, that, that's that's a good that's a good question. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm 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 more I'm I'm more one of those guys that would probably end up being that voice uh, on some kind of uh, uh, entity that you never really see. Okay. Okay. You know, because. I've often been told I have a face for radio. Oh wow! And so, <laughs> and so I would be the that that voice yeah. that you know that would be like that guy on uh, on the Powerpuff Girls that that announcer that you never see but you always hear him. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be that guy. <laughs> you know what's funny? That's Tom Kenny. There you go. Tom Kenny is the voice of. Uh, oh my gosh, he's the voice of the mayor. All right, we're going to pause here for now. Uh, Dan has a lot more to say, so we're going to save that for tomorrow's episode of Cast Today. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow.